You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 61. I'm Jessica Pearson, certified life coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. Hello, everybody. Today is going to be just a little different because, hey, Beth, this is your last podcast to record stateside for the rest of the year. Yep. So we're not going to do our regular segment so we can talk about this really exciting adventure. And for those of you that don't know, Beth is going to Japan for the rest of the year with her family. And so what are you calling this? Is this vacation, sabbatical, adventure? I think it's all three. So yeah, it's a a little bit of all three. So it will just depend on the day and (laughs) if I'm in sabbatical or vacation or just having an adventure. So I'll be doing some work, so not really much full-time work. So I'm hopefully, you know, just doing some thinking about our future projects and catching up on things in our day-to-day life that makes it easier that I never get to work on to run this business. I'm hoping to do some of that while the kids are doing their online school. I'm super pumped for you. I can't wait to live vicariously. I'm going to be forcing you to post things because I know you don't post a lot when you're on vacation, but I'm like, I'm going to need to know everything. Just all the adventures, the fun things, the food, but all the parts of your life. And I wanted to talk about this too in relation to today's topic, which is the power of belief. Mm -hmm. Because I've told people friends even where it's like oh yeah my business partner beth she's you know going to be gone for the rest of the year she's working from japan and they're like what how is that possible and you can see their wheels spinning like something an experience like this could never be for them and so i think this ties into the power of belief because tell us like did you have to overcome any doubts or beliefs in order to say yes to this decision absolutely and I'm still having them today, even though (laughs) we have a plane ticket and visas to go next week. It still is very challenging for me. And it took me many years to create this belief. My husband has always wanted to go and travel to places for at least three weeks at a time and try to immerse himself into a culture of sorts of whatever you can immerse yourself in three weeks and or more mm-hmm. and just kind of be able to do that. And we tried it once when we just had one kid and we went to Rio de Janeiro for two and a half, three weeks. And I didn't make it like I just was in tears and kept going to breakfast at the American hotel down the street because I just <laughs> was struggling so hard. I couldn't pick up the language very easily and try as I might because normally I can do enough to get around and feel okay for a couple weeks and I just really couldn't get it and I was really struggling and so he's like all right well that didn't go so well and then we had our second kid and life got significantly difficult because of the circumstances around having her as a human (laughs) and having multiple children it was just a lot and so then I got trapped in that thing that we do as people where it's like, well, I can't take my kids out of school. I have this job. It'll be too hard. Like I had all of the things that everybody thinks. I was just like, absolutely not. This feels impossible. And I just don't want to do that. And then having had gone through the experience of 
attempting to help my children learn at home during COVID, I was like, yeah, absolutely not. I never want to go through that again. It was a horrible decision. And then something happened along the way. A couple summers ago, my kids started going to summer camp over a sleepaway camp. And I had thoughts. I had time for thoughts. And I was like, okay, I think we can I think we can do this. What could that look like? It took a couple years to like really get this into fruition and when we were going to do it. We had to think, I did still have to think about when is it the right time for the kids in school, their age groups and, and what have you to make that happen. And some things had to change with my husband's job and, and whatnot. And it just was like, all right, we're going to do this. But I, I did have to work through a lot of beliefs in order to make it okay in my head because I had all of them that everyone asks me about. And we were going to travel around to different countries, like spend three or four weeks in, in, in one place and then move. And we were going to go to Japan and China and maybe somewhere else in, in South Asia. And then we realized that none of us are good at moving around a lot. (laughs) So we're like, okay, where do we, where would we want to spend a concentrated amount of time and still have that adventurous possibilities in Japan was it. Yeah, I think what you said about being open to allowing yourself to think about what something else could look like, because I think a lot of times we're just so like, set in that belief of like, it's impossible that we don't even allow ourselves to explore it or to talk it out and say like, well, yeah, what could this look like? And to me, that's just a huge step. Because a lot of times our beliefs just put the brakes on it so quickly that we're not even open to thinking about it. Yeah, Um, I had seen other families do it. mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that is for those kinds of people that think that way or have that kind of lifestyle good on them. That's not for me. Like, I can't do that. We'll just have to wait for some other time. And then I really got to well, that's, is that really true? Because what I say I want for myself and for my family and what I want them to remember about life and things that weren't adding up. And so then I was like, oh, it's not like what I really want is to have some adventure, to have experiences, to be uncomfortable in a foreign place and know that you can be okay and that life doesn't always have to look like I go to school, I have a nine to five job, I do all these super responsible things. It's not saying that I feel like I need to teach my kids how to YOLO their whole life, (laughs) but I was getting very rigid. And then I was like, that's not actually what I believe. And so I had to work really hard on being like, okay, what can I do? Yeah. No, I, I like, I don't think commend is the right word because that sounds kind of like mighty, but like, <laughs> I just, it's so inspiration and amazing because I think it's so easy to get swept away by the regular like life cycle. That oh, we go I through am of, queen like, of it. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, here's work, here's school, here's like going through the motions, right? We just get sucked going through the motions of our day to day life. And then we can yeah. turn around and be like, what happened? <laughs> right. And yeah. Like, and you know, who am I and what do I want? What are my desires? And so really being able to tap into seeing what you want and making it happen, I think is so good and so important. And that's so so little of us really ever do. It's like really sad if we think about. Yeah, 
I was, I was the queen of day to day and disruption and, oh, we can't take the kids out of school for a whole semester. Like that is just crazy. Why, why that did not, that was one of my harder ones to come over in the middle. It's like, people do this all the time. <laughs> this yeah. Out. Yeah. And I did. It was one of the last things I figured out because I just didn't want to figure it out. But I was like, well, it has to be done because they're not going to just play phone games the whole time, you know, in our <laughs> yeah. off times while we're there. Yeah. I mean, and think of the education they're going to get from this experience. I mean, it, to me, that's like, I don't know. Miles is not behind on math by any means. He's going to be fine. Be fine yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It just it, it seems like it's going to be great. So I'm just really excited for y'all. Let's talk more about the power of belief. <laughs> so what we believe or what our belief system is, is like a library of thoughts that we think. And these thoughts might be original, but more than likely they were gifted to us, right? By our family, friends, teachers, church, the radio. I don't know. Everybody around really, us yeah. just delivers us thoughts, especially TV, movies. I think about like the way that I dated and how my, my relationships were with people. I'm like, oh my God, this was all based on terrible TV. Like, what? no oh wonder. Gosh. My entire viewpoint of what I thought relationships yeah. should look and feel like were based almost a hundred percent off of John Hughes movies and television from the yeah, 80s and set, 90s. It set me up for a lot of disappointment. <laughs> a lot of disappointment. <laughs> like, why didn't I st- sit on a table with a birthday cake kissing the hottest guy in school? Like, I don't know. That just yeah. didn't happen for me. But um, yeah, so it's like what nobody tells us is that we get to ultimately decide what we want to believe. And we have control over that. And when we can become more aware of this, then we can be much more empowered to live the life that we want to live. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. And I think that belief is maybe underrated or underappreciated in our daily lives because we hardly know how the thoughts about those beliefs or lack thereof are affecting how we are showing up for ourselves and for those around us. So it affects us and it affects the people around us. And sometimes we just have no idea where those came in from. And it's just a part of these small ways that we slight ourselves or of self-doubt. So we aren't noticing those beliefs. And so then it becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. And so the connection between our thoughts and what plays out is so much more powerful than we give it credit for or are willing to accept. Oh, yeah. And I think it, it works both positive and negative. You know, I usually tell people, it's like, what are our relationships are our thoughts about those people? And so that can go plus or minus, right? Like if I'm holding resentment against my husband and I'm thinking negative thoughts about him, like how I show up in the relationship, I'm probably actually not asking for what I really want Mm -hmm. or like seeking to get my needs. Instead, I end up like pushing him away. And then I'm I'm creating this negative situation all because of my negative thinking. And to me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) That's not what I want to think. Even our thoughts about each other, our thoughts about our business, our thoughts about our kids. It's like all of that we get to really decide there's like kind of the automatic brain of the thoughts that were given and how you know maybe our nervous system even develops a thought but then Mm -hmm. it's like oh is that 
really what I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Right. We can get those messages in, but then we get to decide what to do with them. We get to be the one that decides whether or not those get to be our thoughts that turn into beliefs or not. Yeah. Like, let's just sit with that for a second. <laughs> oh, it's And it's tough because I think because of the way our lives are now, we don't really give ourselves the chance to check in to see if those are true or not, to decide mm-hmm. what are my beliefs, what are my thoughts, are they mine? And we just don't give ourselves the space or know to give ourselves that space to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just not a part of our most people's daily lives or our culture to to do that. We just keep going. It's like we just got to keep producing, keep doing the thing, keep making X, Y, and Z happen in our life. Yeah. Do you think social is social media helping or hurting us in this area? Um, oh, I hate to be the negative Nancy, but I don't think it's helping. I think sometimes it can be helpful. I do have clients that are like, well, I did see this on social media and I was able to make these connections or see this reflection of something that I'm going through that these other people are going through. So there is that. But then there's the flip side of it, which is what everybody talks about, which is that they're so wowed by it or it just uh, it doesn't seem possible for them. They can't happen for me is what they will think. And that is actually something that some of my clients have said to me is like, well, I'll see a transformation or I'll see somebody having this lifestyle, but that's not for me. And it, it wasn't these like, woe is me thoughts per se. They were just these little slight thoughts, like scroll, see something. Oh, mm-hmm. that, that can't happen for me. Scroll. Yeah. And it was just as these little things. It feels very matter of fact, like, oh yeah, that's not for me. It's not even like they're trying to be down on themselves. No, it's right. Just that was, core it was just a, like, that's for them. That's not for me. Whatever. Correct. You know? It's like, oh, well, why, wait, why do we think that? What's going on here? And I've done mm-hmm. it. I do it too when I'm scrolling. I'm like, oh yeah, like this level of success is for this type of person or something. And then I'm like, why would I think that? You know? I don't yes, know. I have this. I know, And I know it's not true because there's lots of evidence of people with children that are very, very successful and very productive. And, but I think, well, the people that don't have children are the ones that are able to get all those types of things done because if you had kids, you know, you just, you have more time in your day. But that's also not true. That is a belief that I catch myself on mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm like, no, there are plenty of people that are successful in their business that have kids, too. I just forget to believe that as well. Yeah. And like you actually are successful. <laughs> it's just, you know, we it's, there's so many thoughts that we all have. And I think it's just really fascinating. And I don't know. That's what I love in my work too, is just asking people questions where they get to kind of vomit out a lot of their beliefs. And I can say, Oh, that's an interesting belief. Like Mm -hmm. why that one? You know, I think we've talked about this one before, which was like, I've always been the fat kid. You know, I was just always the bigger person. And so it's like, Oh, well, because I have, you know, we talked about identities. It's like, well, that was my identity. So how do I shift into this new identity? Like your identity is also just a pool of beliefs, you know? 
I mean, that that is it, right? So what do we want our identity to be, which means then we have to catch up what those thoughts and beliefs are about who we are. Yeah. And I would say it is challenging for me because there is this like cognitive dissonance with my brain and reality sometimes, right? Where like, even just after having a child and like the tiny amounts of sleep I was getting, you know, I would have these dreams and be like, I'm at a party with my friends. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, wait, I have a baby. Like, where's the baby? You know, and it was like my subconscious trying to catch up to this new reality of, you know, being a mom. But I think that can happen when we're on a health journey. And, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like my labs do really look good. Like the work I did does pay off. And like your brain just has a hard time accepting it, you know? And so even when things are going well, we still have to work on the the belief systems of like, yes, I did do it. Yes, this is for me. Yes, like, let's keep going. Yes. I think one other thing that can happen in this case is that if some people have those, they're on a journey or they want to make a change or they have goals, then them saying this will be challenging or there will be ups and downs can or obstacles or setbacks can all be a part of it, which is very different than, oh, I don't know if I can do that or not. So there ha- there can be both. This some is reality. Gonna, yes, there can be some reality in it. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to be the best thing ever and be the best version of myself. That's not real. There's always going to be obstacles and setbacks in a journey. And so, but the important thing is, is to believe that the obstacles and the setbacks are a part of it and should be there and will help you along, even though in the time it won't feel like it. And rather than just believing that, oh, I I don't think that that can happen for me. If yeah. there is a setback and you're like, oh, well, then this must not be for me. But yes. the obstacles and the setbacks are actually very much a part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember, I wish I could credit who said this because she, she used this beautiful metaphor of like, if you decided to drive from California to New York and you were like, I'm going to New York, but you got a flat tire somewhere in Texas or Oklahoma or whatever, like... Do you just fly home back to California and say, well, that wasn't for me. Guess I'm not going to New York. Or do you say, oh, I got a flat tire. Let me fix the tire and let's keep going forward. You know, so it's like as long as we believe that I'm going to get to the destination, then when we have those obstacles or setbacks, we can just look at them as for what they are and not as a sign that we're not supposed to be going in the direction we want to go. Correct. Yeah, that's a good one. But like for you, like, because you're going to be, you know, gone for four months thinking about like, we could just say in our minds, like from the outsiders, like you're going to go on this beautiful trip and everything's going to be amazing. And what we're going to see on Instagram is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see the exiled sandwich from 7-Eleven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> right. But then right. there's also going to be times where I'm sure literally the whole entire family is going to cry. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure of it. <laughs> that was one of a panic recently of mine. Where I was like, oh, my gosh, I rely a lot on my friendships outside of my home and meeting up with people in the evenings or the morning or what have you. I rely a lot on that. And I was was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to have any of that because they're the ones that help me get through my struggles of living with these people. (laughs) 
So who I thought of that for you? I was like, wait a second. She's going to be with her family for four months. Four months. And we've had conversations at the dinner table about that, about how we treat each other and how we talk to each other and how we what we believe about the other person, because we're going to just have each other. My son is not very outgoing. I are there think. any like American expat meetup groups? I'm sure there are, <laughs> but it is not on to, the to-do list before we head out. And so I'm like, he's not going to try to go out of his way to try to find a teenager to hang out with. And my daughter is pretty outgoing. She'll probably find somebody. But will I? I don't know. And will I go out of my way to find some expats in a meetup? I don't know. Sometimes I really feel very uncomfortable in, in those types of situations. So will I put myself in that? I'm not sure. But here nor there... I have a lot of beliefs about how this is going to go. And I know that some of it's going to be amazing. And I know that some of it's going to be hard and I'm going to be okay. Because in the end, all of it will be needed to have this trip be what it's going to be. Yeah. Let's talk about like, is this woo woo or is this actual science? (laughs) It is actual science. It is so amazing. So the power of belief is so strong that when clinical trials of drug treatments are done, they compare it to a placebo, which is usually a sugar pill or saline or something along that way. If you ever read the actual studies instead of getting the the news summary of it, which can be wrong, by the way, side note, sidebar there. Um, (laughs) So the people in the placebo group good chunk of them will actually have the same level of change on the sugar pill, on the sham surgery, on the saline injections compared to those that got the real deal in medication or in surgery. I didn't know they did fake surgeries for yeah, studies. Yeah, there's one is the most famous one on knee surgeries, knee replacement surgeries, where they went in, they put them under anesthesia, made an incision and said, okay, your knees are all great. And then they were like, great, wonderful. So many people felt so much better afterwards. And a few people did not. But the number of people that felt good after having knee replacement surgery was akin to the number of people that feel better actually having knee replacement surgery. Yeah, that's amazing. There's a one about a man with cancer treatment he was about to die and his doctor said, we'll put you in this clinical trial. You're going to and do this. And so then they gave him the, the medicine and he got better within days and he really was living the high life. And then the clinical trial ended. I believe this is how the story goes. Um, it's in, in the book and my memory is just totally shot these days. So I'm going to do my best here. Then the clinical trial ended and then the man was like, oh, that's it. I'm dead. And he got really sick right away. Or was he something along the line where then the doctor said, oh, here's your, here's the medicine again. And he got better. Mm. And, but it was not, it was, it was a placebo effect. Mm. And then when the man learned that it was placebo, he, you know, was like, oh, and then he died. He regressed. Yeah, I I don't know if it was in Japan or somewhere, but I heard the story of like where they don't tell you if you're terminal. Like they're like we're just not going to Oh, tell you, you were telling me about this. 
you, because they're like, yes. when we tell people they're terminal, they die. <laughs> but when yes. we don't, there's like a 50-50 chance. I was like, what? That's crazy. I know. So the book Mind Over Medicine by Lisa Rankin has a lot of examples of documented case studies of people in the placebo effect. It is really amazing. I'm like, don't tell me anything negative. I'll just live in a bubble. I mean, it's like, what is the? So sometimes I tell clients, it's like, if we're going to be delusional, right? Because sometimes we're just delusionally negative. Like, this isn't for me or this is impossible. Like, to me, that's still delusion. Right. Because, like, maybe it is possible for you. You're just choosing not to see it. So it's like, I don't know. What if we're just, like, delusional in the neutral or positive? <laughs> like, would, that, would the outcomes just be better? Yes. And, you know, that always kind of stumps people. Like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Like, why am I saying all these terrible things when I could just might as well be saying the good things, you mm-hmm. know? And it's all just a story that we make up. And I think when we can find ownership of that, that's so empowering. And I do think it is challenging for people to take those first steps towards shifting those thoughts when they come up because it is so automatic to believe that the thoughts that we have and not question if they're true or not. But we can actually find more truth in looking at those thoughts versus just believing it because we have the thought. So it must be so. So I think one of the things is like finding that way and taking those first steps and not just automatically believing them and begin to start to question them. Yeah. Well, yeah, questioning everything. Because sometimes you just think a thought and you're not like, oh, is this thought fact or fiction? Like, you know, we're just going through the day-to-day lives. So like even I – you know, and it's like, I have a partner that, you know, likes to notice some of my thoughts and call me out on them, which I appreciate, even though sometimes it's annoying. Because yeah, sometimes we're just not, we're so not even aware that we're doing it. So that can sometimes be challenging. Mm -hmm. But then yes, being like, yeah, like, you know, why do I go to church? Or why do I go to this job every day if I'm complaining about it all the time? Or, you know, or why am I friends with this person that makes me feel this way? Or why do I talk? about myself this way yeah yeah it's like oh i don't have to do that so i don't know i think sometimes the challenge is because our brains do like to see proof first Mm -hmm. you know we talk about this with weight where people are like i need to lose the weight and then i can feel confidence (laughs) right oh no 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 that's not how that works (laughs) Correct. And so a lot of people do resist it. When our clients find us, I think they're open to this because they know our stance. They listen to our podcast or they've done their research on us. So they're not like completely shocked when I come at them with the power of belief. Mm -hmm. But there are still people that have resistance to it. But we've seen it. We've seen it in ourselves, and we've seen it with clients where maybe they were doing all the things. And then they decided suddenly like, I am going to believe that I can do this or that this result is for me. And then sure enough, months later, they're like getting the results. And it was truly because when you can believe that it is for you, the way that you show up is different. It it does seem like magic. It's hard to put a a finger on it, right? But it's like, even if they're already doing all these actions, right? There's maybe some kind of relaxation response or there's something that goes on metaphysically or in your brain that just allows everything to kind of be like, oh, like we're safe and we're going in the the direction and their body shows it. It's it's fascinating to me. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I'm having some clients go through this process right now and it's, 
the most magical thing to watch, to witness, because it's not me. All I did was just help them ask them the right questions to get their brains to go into these places to find it. And then to watch how they're able to see it and then make those changes is nothing short of amazing. Jessica, how do you get people to start to shift their beliefs? Oh, (laughs) Um, well, we bring awareness to it first and foremost. I think it is asking those great questions and seeing what comes out of their brain. And then I get to be the mirror for them and say, oh, did you know that this is what you believe about your body or this is what you believe about food? And Mm -hmm. then, you know, asking more questions, like kind of digging in, like, where do you think that came from? Like, how does that serve you? Like, what emotion does that belief provide you? Mm. You know, and sometimes we do have to process a lot of feelings around some of that because if it does make them feel shame or anger, then it's like, oh, let's touch on that. We can't just like run away from, you know, the negative stuff, right? And I talk about there being like three tiers of awareness where it's like the first tier is just maybe after the fact, you know, like I'm helping them see those thoughts and then There's like the second tier where they can actually see the thoughts happening in real time as they're maybe eating a box of cookies or whatever. It's like, I can see the thoughts I'm having, but I'm still doing this thing that maybe is not the behavior that I totally want. Mm -hmm. And then this like third tier is being able to see the thoughts and then craft the new thought Mm -hmm. and then ultimately change their behavior. So it's just a full process, but it it really does start with just asking those questions and and being able to reflect and be a mirror for them so that like, hey, did you even know that this is what you were thinking? Mm -hmm. And do you see how this thought is producing this result of where you're at right now that you don't like? How do we craft something new? And sometimes we have to build bridges, right? Like we can't just go from like, I hate my body to I love my body because- that's unrealistic, right? So we talk about like, I have a body or, you know, my body is useful to me. It's like, what are those thoughts that are super neutral? So sometimes it's going from what was the automatic thought that's not helpful to maybe a bridge thought into what would the positive thought look like for them? And I think it just takes practice. For people that don't have a person like you to be a mirror. Another way that you can do this on your own, or if you do have a person and you need to do this in between talking to a coach or a therapist or your best friend or what have you, whatever works for you, is to ask yourself these questions. What do I believe about X, Y, and Z? Do I believe I can make this change in my life? Or what are my beliefs that might be preventing me from achieving it? And then you free write or, and some people, they don't like to write at all. So you can do a recording of a voice memo to make a brain dump and not worrying about sentences or spelling or complete thoughts. You're just getting it all out there and then you kind of take a step away from it and then you go and reread it or re-listen to it and see what's there and you'll usually Mm -hmm. find find some stuff you also find some random things of you need to put on your to-do list that will come up but that's all normal you're just trying to get all this stuff out of your head yeah, I think the self-reflection is really important. And I, I want to touch base when you're like, talk to a friend, because I feel like, yes, talking to a friend can be therapeutic and fun, but they're probably not going to catch you in your thoughts and definitely probably not going to like call you out on them because they're friends. Like if my friend comes to me and she's like, so-and-so was so rude to me today, I'll be like, 
what do you want me to do? You want me to paper her house? <laughs> like as a friend, you're like, I want to be in, in it with you. You know, I'm not necessarily going to try to shift your mindset versus like with a coach or when you're answering your own questions, then, you know, we can be like, it's kind of like this third party ob- objective place that's not trying to be like your personal cheerleader. <laughs> yes. Well, I would say that there are some friends, but there are some that I have in my life. You don't count because, you know, of our- I know, but I'll ask, I'll be like, do you want my coach answer or do you want the friend answer? Like, right. what are you ready to hear right Which now? Which one do you want? <laughs> and I usually will preface it with, I need help. Mm. And then, so I had something go on this morning and I could feel it in my body. I just felt really weird and my head felt really weird. And so I texted my best friend and I was like, I need help. I'm having these thoughts. It's, I'm, I know it's nothing, but I need help. And so, yeah. Yeah. So she was able to just text me back and let me see because I was like, I'm not going to be able to move forward get yourself get out, of out, of, out of whatever it was and it really when i look back on it i'm like that was not a big deal yeah or it's nice to be like here's what my brain is doing like sometimes you can see it yes <laughs> then I'm oh like, my gosh that's... but i'm like but then you're like i need help understanding why my brain is doing this <laughs> and those are always fun conversations because that is half of my marco polo relationship <laughs> with some of my friends like okay this is what my brain is doing i know it's not right here you go yeah like help me with this or you know sometimes you do it's like yeah sometimes you just want the validation of like it's okay that you're thinking this it's not you (laughs) you know it's not even reality it's gonna be fine um so yeah i think working on it doing some of those questions if, if anybody ever feels stumped and like wants a question always feel free to dm us on yeah. instagram so it's path underscore nutrition on instagram and like come at us with your best thoughts we love to to help people through we this. are technically on facebook as well yeah <laughs> just sometimes takes us a but i'm like are, is anybody else what's is yes, anybody else? we I don't have know. people that are on there but yeah. sometimes it takes us an extra half day to find those messages yeah i don't know where they go sometimes yeah i saw the notification they're (laughs) not as easily organized between when you have multiple accounts on facebook i don't know why well i will be posting on our instagram about my adventures and this has been just so fun this year all of our topics and i can't wait to record record more yeah Yeah. we're gonna record some in japan but we're gonna wait to see what some of the topics come up in living in a different culture around because it is a culture that has a lot of beauty and perfection standards and so i'm just gonna go and be a witness and see what i observe and We'll see what comes out. And to me, that goes to show how like it is kind of all BS because their standards are different than our standards. You know, like the what how they think about hair or makeup or bodies. It's like it's all kind of very different. And it's like, oh, well, everybody just has their own belief about what we think bodies are supposed to be, but (laughs) nobody's right. You know, right? Yes, there. It's all very interesting. One of my first products I'm going to buy is they have better toothpaste over there than we do how do you know that <laughs> I was talking to the dentist so there's this new product that 
hydroxyoxapate or something like that. Oh my gosh, how um, embarrassing. What's well, okay. It was an on-the-fly question about toothpaste that I don't think well, you're I can look it up. Well, what's so frustrating is that oftentimes I know the name of it, but because oh, I was so close, uh, it's an hydroxyapatite. Appetite. Oh, huh. Appetite. Um, and, and it's only in Japan. Well, we have it here now, but a lot of the research was done there, and then the new research that is coming out from there is that. It needs to be, it really works much better at remineralization of your teeth and maintaining good, strong teeth, more so than fluoride and, and keeping them clean. It will actually remineralize, but it has to, what they found is it has to be at least 10% and they sell that there. We do have it here. You just have to order it online. And, but the, the, it's that the new studies are that it's 10%. And a lot of that research is coming out from there. So they have a, some different products mm. that they are, they're going to come there. back with clean teeth, <laughs> remineralized teeth. They are clean. Mm. They will just be right, better right, right. mineralized. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some cool shoes. And um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be done. Maybe a recipe for egg salad. <laughs> I don't know if the 7-Eleven is going to give me the egg salad recipe. No, but I'm sure you're going to figure it out. And the reason why Jessica keeps talking about that is I keep seeing on Instagram, (laughs) because my algorithm is all Japan right now, is somebody posted that he's been thinking about this last thing, this thing from Japan at the 7-Eleven for the past four years. And he went back and it is an egg salad sandwich. From 7-Eleven because the 7-Elevens there are actually nice and have good food and they'll even heat up your food if you ask if it needs to be. And so anyways, we're really all, my family's all looking forward to eating at the 7-Eleven <laughs> and I love egg salad sandwiches. It's something that Jessica and I used to go and eat on our lunch break when we had an office together in real life and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, audience, we believe in you. We hope that you learn to believe in yourself. You can do it. (laughs) Beth, why don't you take us out? Okay. I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. And if you would like a gentler approach to healing your relationship with food and your body, we have an online course called Foundations, where you lay the foundation for a deeper understanding of nutrition and mindset practices like this one we talked about today. So go to pathnutrition.com backslash foundations to sign up and learn more. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Mm -hmm.